Ross Atkins will join Scotty Mack, Dave Fezchuk on Overdrive today at 5.30 p.m. What do you think he's going to say? Was actually more candid than he usually is, typically is yesterday after the non-waiver trade deadline went by. I mean, I think it speaks volumes that, that there's no interest in Batista whatsoever. Keeps the door open on Estrada. I think there might be still some negotiating wiggle room there. Estrada could go. I mean, you can make trades till the end of the month. Just the player needs to clear waivers. So we shall see. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. So the Jays trade away Liriano, trade away Joe Smith. Buster Olney, ESPN, came on Naylor Landsberg this morning, and he gave the Blue Jays what grade coming off the trade deadline? Yesterday, I gave him a D plus. It was the fourth lowest grade out of the 30 teams in baseball. I don't really blame them in the front office for this. Uh, I think they were incredibly unlucky, as we talked about last week, with so many of their impending free agents having miserable seasons, which cut into their trade value. Um, but you can't get around the fact that uh, you know they you're not going to get much in return when Aliriano's having a bad year, when an Estrada's having a bad year, when a Jose Batista's having a bad year. That was absolutely. Uh, devastating for them, and and let's face it, uh, yeah, you get Aoki, you, you know, team control helps you in the outfield, but it's not that much of an upgrade, and didn't change the trajectory into 2018, and that's would have would have been your biggest goal going into this trade deadline. Period. ESPN's Buster Olney not changing trajectory. That's what stood out in that conversation right there. So, what grade did our does our next guest? give the Blue Jays for the work that they got done. It's my good buddy Rob Longley from Post Media Toronto Sun. Does a great job covering the Toronto Blue Jays at Longley Sun on Twitter. So, Professor Longley, what grade are you giving the Blue Jays? Well, apparently I'm not uh, as tough a grader as as the esteemed uh, Mr. Longley is. I'd give them a C, uh, and the only reason I'd give them a C, Wheels, is I'm not so sure what they could have done. I mean... They, they actually did what I thought they would be able to do, and that is get rid of uh, Smith and Liriano and get at least something in return. And I didn't really think they'd be able to move Marco Estrada based on his performance and what would be the upside of moving him at that point. I mean, if he does pick it up like he did last night, you can you can still get rid of him before August and maybe get something more in return. Um, I'm sure they kicked the tires on Jose Bautista, but really who's going to want Jose Bautista in the lineup, as as you've talked about on, on the show already today. I mean, based on performance, he's not an acquisition that's necessarily going to get you over the hump. And I think, really, there wasn't much that they could do, and they did exactly what I expected. That's why I give them the passing grade of C. Okay. Um, I would have gone in another direction. And one of Buster Olney's concerns was, now you take Josh Donaldson off, you don't trade Donaldson yet, and if you tr- explore trading him next offseason, then essentially the team that's trading for him has one year of Josh before he goes out there to get a new contract. If you really want to change the trajectory, then Donaldson would have been on the market, as would a Justin Smoke. And this would have been the absolute case of selling high on that player. And I think the Blue Jays need to choose. What are they doing? Like this ad hoc reset, rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. Don't you need to choose one path? Whether you're really going to be able to, to, to kind of sell off, get some true assets in return? Because for me, just making these lateral moves is just denying the inevitable. You're probably right. And I think what they've, what they've decided is they're, their course of action wheels is to, 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 to build a bridge. And we've seen time over time in any professional sport that 
bridge building rarely works. You either go all in or you, uh, you, you start from scratch. And I, I mean, the conundrum, as we've discussed uh, in the past, is the, is the ownership of this team. They can't afford to alienate TV viewers. They, they, they survive on that over at Rogers. As a marketing vehicle, they can't afford to undo all the good they've done with this team over the past two or three years. The Blue Jays are such a hot sports marketing property in this country right now. And I'm not just talking about Southern Ontario. I'm talking from Victoria Island to Cape Breton Island. It's, it's Canada's team, probably more so than any franchise in this country. And they've built up this empire of interest. And, 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 and I'm sure part of their business model is we can't, we can't afford to alienate too many of, of these people. And the problem that comes with that, of course, is... Are you going to be a middling team over the next six or seven years? And how many of those fans are you going to lose anyway? Sure. And the way I look at it, Rob, and you deal with Blue Jays fans all the time, this is an intelligent fan base. Like these player, these fans know what they're watching. And they don't need to be told that the team's old, rather slow, they've been sloppy this year, and they have holes in certain positions. I really think that the fan base would understand if you can inject some life, some energy in this team, and if you properly explained the moves and why you need to make them. Instead, there's still this conversation, this narrative that's being pushed out there. You gotta sign Donaldson long term. You gotta do this. Last year was you gotta bring back Bautista. It's like at some point something's gotta give where proper baseball decisions are gonna be made based upon building a proper team on the field, not just selling tickets. Yeah, a couple of things there, Wills. I, I, I agree with you on Donaldson, but the problem with Donaldson is, is he's, he is uh, cost management. He hasn't had the kind of year that you need to have to be, uh, to be marketable in terms of getting fair. Yep. full value in return. return. So I, I can see why you wouldn't necessarily move him right now. As for the fan base, I think you hit on something that's a real undersold story with this team. The Blue Jay fan base, as big as it is, as I just talked about, is a really smart fan base yeah. and a very, it's a varied fan. It's one of the things I've noticed about being on this beat is, you know, people are very passionate about it, but they're not like jump on the bandwagon or rant and rave passionate like they are about the Maple Leafs. They're, they're, they're a fairly intuitive audience right now. And, and I think they do understand the game. They've certainly learned to understand the game over the past couple of years. And, you know, it, it's a, a wide range. It's a young audience, which is what you want. And it's, and it's an intelligent audience. So, yeah, I think maybe we're not giving – the Blue Jays fan base enough credit that they wouldn't under, that they would possibly understand uh, a major shakeup at this point. However, I don't I don't know I don't know how you go about that. Do you do you get rid of Donaldson? I mean, if, if players were if teams were kicking around kicking the tires on on Justin Smoke, I'm sure the Jays would have listened. But it's hard, you know. What are what are other teams going to offer for him at this point based on 120 110 games of, of sensational play? Um, He's got a great contract. He's got a great contract, Rob. I just want that yeah. was one name. I'm not even sure if they floated him out there. But that would have been a guy. It would have been a, an absolute case of selling high. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And no, and no. those are the sorts of players who aren't in the long term plans of this organization or shouldn't be. I mean, you want to get younger. Trading a Justin Smoke, well, you can get younger. And it might not play well over the next year or two, but when Guerrero Jr., when Bichette's, when these players of the world come, that's your timeline. That's when you're looking to strike. So it's not about just trading Justin Smoke just for the fun of it to create a spot because that's not what it's all about. It's more so bringing back assets that are more in line when you can once again contend. The Smoke situation really intrigued me because and I've been fascinated by his story this year 
you know, when I took over in the winter, all I read about was how the team would be a disaster if they had to go with Justin Smoke at first base. And right. One of the great things about doing covering sports is when you see a story of redemption like that, and he's been a sensational story. However, he is 30 years old, and he is at the peak uh, the peak value of his career. So if, if you can get some assets in return, and you mentioned uh, Bichette and Guerrero. Well, they have a first baseman in, in waiting in Buffalo in Rowdy Tellez. Mm-hmm. He's not ready yet, but he's going to be ready around the same time that those other two guys uh, are ready to, to, to have an impact in this lineup. So you don't necessarily look at Justin Smoke as your long-term first baseman. And I'd like to hope that if management had some serious uh, offers on him yesterday, they would have at least considered it uh, quite seriously because, you know, the old buy by low, sell high. He's he's never been more valuable than, than at any point in his career. Right. Uh, Rob Longley joining us here on TSN 1050. I am Wheels. And, that, and this gets back to Josh Donaldson. I think you raise a good point that you wouldn't necessarily be selling high in terms of what Donaldson's done in terms of production this year. He has really struggled. And we've talked about this before. Whether it be injury or otherwise, we haven't seen the best of Donaldson this year. Keeping him now, okay, I get that argument. But I have a really hard time believing that the Blue Jays are going to want to sign him to a long-term contract. He's going to be 33. It's much the case like Edwin Encarnacion, where it wouldn't surprise me if they throw out a contract his way that could be under market, then end up pulling it back and then going in another direction, much like they did with Edwin Encarnacion. Because Edwin, for me, should have been a priority for this team. With with Donaldson, though, I think it might be a different scenario because you have Guerrero Jr. coming through the ranks. Yeah, again, a good point, Wheels. Um, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins tend to keep things close to their best in terms of any any sort of revealing public comments. But if you read the tea leaves, I mean, these guys are very much in, in, into analytics like m- many in baseball management are these days. But they're, they're also, it's pretty clear to me anyway, that their intention is to get younger. Um, and they're going to do it bit by bit. I mean, they do have these prospects coming up. But beyond that, they want to build the system so that uh, it, it'll, it'll be a steady pipeline, kind of like what we're starting to see in Cleveland right now. And of course they were partly responsible for, for the growth of that team. So one by one, you're going to see, you're going to see these guys, uh, these older guys leave. Obviously Jose Bautista is not going to be around next year. Morales is just a stopgap guy at DH. And if they could upgrade there, they would probably do that. Donaldson is, is a, is a great case. I mean, he's going to be asking for the world of money and are they going to want to really give him that kind of term and that kind of money so that he's, they're still paying him when he's a when he's a forty year old. I'm not so sure if that's what they want to do. Uh, I think the trend that the management believes um, is, is their route to success is the trend that we're seeing in baseball, and it's becoming a younger man's game. And I think that's the direction they want to head in. It's just difficult to do it at this point. Good stuff, buddy. Uh, one trade deadline done. The second one coming up at the end of August. It could be a long end of summer here. I'm not going to lie to you for you, your coverage of the Toronto Blue Jays. Like last place in the division, not much hope. Uh, good luck with that, pal. <laughs> well, it's funny. You know what? I mean, I've been asked to cover the Jays earlier in my career as well, and and I pondered it. And and one of the greatest fears I had about covering baseball is what are you going to do from August 15th on when your game, your team is 14 and a half games out? And it will be a challenge, but as the baseball people tell me all the time, 
the beauty of it is there's a new game every day, so at least you have something in front of you to write about and talk about. But, yeah, I expect it's going to be a, le- a lean remainder of the season for sure, Wheels. Well, we'll be following along, pal, at Longley Sunsport on Twitter. It's Burlington's own, the mayor of Burlington, Rob Longley, joining us here on TSN today. Thanks for this, pal. Hey, my pleasure. Get well. Keep well, Wheels. We're all, we're all pulling for you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Rob Longley, good buddy. Toronto Sun Post Media doing work on those Toronto Blue Jays.